God is faithful. I want to read um, <clears throat> Nehemiah chapter 4. The book of Nehemiah chapter 4. And I want to read um, verse 14. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. And amen when you have it, church. And welcome everyone, everyone watching live. And it reads, <clears throat> And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome. And fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. As you recall, Nehemiah chapter 1. You will read how Nehemiah got news. And when you read in Nehemiah chapter 1, it says in verse 2, and I quote the scripture, one of my brothers came to visit me with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. So he gets a visitation. And I asked them about the Jews who had returned there from captivity and about how things were going in Jerusalem. They said to me, things are not going well for those who return to the province of Judah. Now I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it says they are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down. And the gates have been destroyed by fire. Now notice verse 4 it says, When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to the God of heaven. What I like is that when he gets the news, it's not good news, that things were not going well. They are in great trouble and disgrace, they tell him. 
The wall of Jerusalem, that's what got him, has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. And the Bible does say that he did, he sat down and he wept. Mourn, fasted, but it also says, and prayed. First thing he did, church, is that he prayed. Now I'm going to jump to chapter 4. Stay with me. The Bible says that two men, Sambalat, they were very angry and they were upset that Nehemiah was rebuilding the wall. And as you will see, They were mocking them, laughing at them. There's nothing more horrible, church, is that the walls are torn down. They give you bad news. And it hurts. You weep, you fast. But then for them to mock at you, it was so hard that they were mocking. It says that one of them standing beside him remarked that stone wall would collapse. Now notice they're, they're working on this wall. If even a fox, the Bible says, walked along the top of it. And again, you're going to see again, what did, what did Nehemiah do? The Bible says that he prayed. Hear us, O God, for we are being mocked. And the Bible says, so we built the wall, verse 6. An entire wall was joined together up, look what it says. The New King James Version says, up to half its height. So there were halfways. Now let me ask you something, church. What's your wall that has been collapsed? And you're building yourself up. Amen? Because that's what they did. They were building up the wall. You're building yourself up once again. But notice that it says, up to half its height. You're halfways. Now, I don't know what that can be for you. I mean, um, but you're halfways. You're almost there, but you're not there yet. You're halfways. But notice that we are not the ones that do things halfway, church. Amen? We're going to complete 
the wall. In other words, we're going to finish what we started. And the only reason why that they would be able to notice that it says in verse 6, it says, for the people, the people had a mind to what? It says they had a mind to work. See, church, you have to work your land. Amen? Again, I don't know what is your wall, but you got to work it. Amen? You have to work your land. You got to have a mind to work. And let me say it this way. It's not just working hard, which is very important to work hard, but it's also to work smart with God's wisdom. God's wisdom. One thing is to work hard. Another thing is to work hard and smart. With the wisdom of God. Now, there's a reason why that Nehemiah, he knows that they're mocking him. He's hurt. They're halfway. But the Bible also says, for the people had a mind to work. You got to have a mindset, church. That you're not going to give up. You're going to continue. You are going to persevere. Amen. You're going to stay focused. You're going to finish. You're going to continue. When others do not want to continue, you're going to continue. Amen. Why? Because you have a mind to work. Matter of fact, not because I said, but because Paul said it. We have the mind of Jesus Christ. We have the mind of Christ. So Sambalat and Tobiah heard, they heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were beginning to be closed. Sir, they're not completely done yet, but they're getting there. You know, that's the hardest church. Not there yet, close, but not there yet. See, it's not how we start, it's how we finish. It's how we finish. That is the hardest. It reminds me of a story of um, these gentlemen. They were in a cave. I mean, I think hours and days. And I think they were just like two feet away. They didn't know how close they were. But the story says that they, they gave up. And eventually they, they died. And they come out to find out that they were just like one or two feet away of being free. Many times, you're just 
one feet, two feet away from your breakthrough, from your blessing, church. And that goes for many, many ways in your spiritual life. And it says here that they became very angry and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create, notice what it says, and create what? Confusion. See, every time you're close, that's what the enemy does, church. He loves to bring confusion. That's, that's what the enemy, that's, it's in the Bible, he, he confuses. He'll twist the scriptures. He'll tell you that's not for you. He'll tell you that does not apply to you. He's a liar. The Bible says he's a father of all lies, the enemy. And they wanted to bring, create what? Confusion. Now remember, they're, they're close. So the enemy, they're trying to do everything they can so that they will not accomplish what they're believing for. But then again, notice, when the Bible says in verse 8, and you could read it for yourselves, and create confusion, but there it says again, verse 9, this is the third time I quote it, it says, nevertheless, we made, what? Our prayer to our God. See, church, that's where the smartness, the wisdom comes is that whatever we want to accomplish, we're going to accomplish it by prayer. Involve God in all your, everything that you're involved in, church. Everything involve God. You're going to go to court, involve God. Amen. You're going to go speak to someone, involve God. You got to involve God, church. And he loves it. Because that shows him that we have faith in him. That we're not doing it on our own. And it says in verse 9, Nevertheless, we made our prayer to a God. And because of them, notice they just didn't pray. It says, and because of them, we set, what does it say? We set a watch. Against them day and night. Now notice, they didn't just pray, they put action to it. They put faith to it. What did they do? They put or they set a watch. See church, you got to set your watch. Amen? Set your watch. You got to know what time it is. Amen. What time it is. Timing watch is it's something very important. Church. A watch is very important. That's why you wear a watch. I wear a watch. You got a watch. You're looking at the time. Time is clicking. Time is running out. Time is important. Time tells you what time you're in. What zone you are in. Time. 
And the Bible says, and because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. Set your time, church. It's clicking. Time is clicking. Set your time. The Bible says, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, 16. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools. Don't walk as fools. But as wise. Then he says, redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. And then he says, because what? The days are evil. The days are evil. The New Living Translation breaks it out, breaks it down even better. He says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. So one thing I've learned, church, is that may the Lord help us that we never get comfortable to the point where we don't pray. We don't seek God's wisdom just because we see the blessing of God everywhere. Everywhere. If you turn this way, there's a blessing. Whether there's a blessing over here, there's a blessing. We need God day and night. Matter of fact, the Bible says, 1 Peter 5 8, it says that the devil is like a rowing lion seeking whom he may devour. Now, notice, I, I read this and it reminded me of Israel because. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you, I was debating, should I give this message or Israel when God took them out of of the Red Sea? I was studying both. But when I'm reading this, it reminded reminded me of Israel because it says that nevertheless, they, it says here, we made our prayers to God. We set our watch to be on the lookout against them day and night. And then it says in verse 10, then Judah, look what he says. I mean, they just, they prayed. But it says in verse 10, then the people of Judah began to what? Complain. The Israelites, God opened the Red Sea for them. And the Bible says that they walked on dry land. And when the enemy's Egypt was behind them, God closed them in. And they all drowned and died. But when you go to chapter 15, you will hear how Moses and the people of Israel sang and praised God. Oh, how God, how good he was. How God delivered them. How God answer them, how God, you know, gave them victory. And then you, you read a little bit lower and it says, Miriam, Moses' sister, also sang, sang a song of victory. But then when you go to the bottom, it says that they didn't drink, they didn't have nothing to drink for three days. 
And they were in a place called Marah because the waters were bitter. And what does the Bible says? They began to what? Complain. Church, be careful. Don't complain. Be grateful for what you have. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, my husband, my wife, my son, my daughter, the church. Be grateful for what you got. Praise God. Amen. Matter of fact, matter of fact, whatever you're believing God for, in the meantime, be grateful to the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, think about it. God just opened the Red Sea water. You don't think God could have given them water, <laughs> opened a well? But it's just, um, that's why, church, we got to stay connected. And then it says, because we read that they complain, but notice right there when it says, then Judah said, verse 10, the strength of the labors is failing and there is so much, look at the words Look at verse 10. The strength of the laborers is failing, and there is so much rubbish that we are not able to build the wall. Let me, let me say this, church. In your own strength and mind, you will never be able to. But with God... You are able. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And even Paul said, I'm going to say it again, church, with God, you can. Amen? It's like I always say, you know, you just prayed and you get up out of prayer and you speak all the contrary for what you just prayed. And, and many times... Church, it's a test. Hear me. It's, it's a, a test. You pray and it seems like, oh man, I mean, I just prayed and everything's against me. It's a test. And we need to learn to how to overcome that test. And... And unfortunately, I'm not going to say, but many don't overcome the test. They don't pass the test. They fail the test. But notice that Paul said in the New Testament. Because it says here, I want you to get this. Verse 10, it says, we are not able. We are not able, they're saying. We can't. Look at the rubbish. It's, they were focusing on the rubbish, on the amount, the work. Didn't we just read before how God helps them? And it says, we are not able to build a wall. But Paul says this, now to him, 
Jesus Christ. Who is what? Able. Ephesians 3.20. I'm not making that up. Three Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations. Forever and ever. Amen. Did you see that church? Now. To him who is able with God, everything he is able to do, church, through you and me. Verse 11, and our adversary said, look what they say. They will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. In other words, they're saying we will swoop down on them and kill them and end their work. They hurt their enemies. And it says, so it was then, verse 12, when the Jews who dwelt near them came that they told us, look what it says. How many times? Ten times. Not one time. Not two times. Not four. Not five. It says that they told us ten times from whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. I mean, who wants to hear that? They're going to attack us. I mean, they're going to attack us from all ways. And just that's the way it is, church. Even, even when you have prayed and you're believing God, remember the wall's not completed yet. And the enemy's going to come. He's going to come and he's going to tell you, hey, we're still going to attack you. You could pray all you want. You could fast all you want. You could do this. You could do that. But guess what? Who are we going to believe? Are you going to believe the lies of the enemy, or are we going to believe the truth of God? Amen? So you have to decide, church. I have to decide. Who are we going to believe? Are we going to believe the lie of the enemy, or are we going to believe the truth, the principles of God? And see, the principles of God work for everybody. Especially us, God's children. Principles of God doesn't look at your age. It doesn't look at your race. It doesn't look who you are. The principles of God work to anybody who believes him. The principles of God. The word of God. And it says, for whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. And it's okay, church. If we go this way, the enemy wants to arise, guess what? It's okay. Don't forget that greater is he who is in you, who is out in the world. <clears throat> oh, it's many of them. Chill. God is with you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Amen? And that's how we got to be spiritually, church. Is be calm. Hold your composure. 
Don't panic. God's in control. God's going to fight for us. We just prayed. Not only did we pray, we believe God. And God's going to do it. Amen? And this is not the time, church, to relax. This is not the time to, you know, go back. This is not the time to turn back. No, this is the time to keep moving forward. To accomplish. To finish that wall that you and I know we need to finish. Amen? And notice that it says... Verse 13, or let me, um, yeah, verse 13. So you would think it's like, okay, they're going to surround us. They're going to come from everywhere. What do we do? We hide? Do we stop? Do we quit? Take a break? No. The Bible says, verse 13, therefore, I position men. Behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings. And I set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And notice what it says. And I looked and I arose and said to the nobles and to the leaders and to the rest of the people, do not be Afraid of them. That's what I like, church, that whenever you're going to do something, two is always better than one. Because you got the backup plan. One falls, the other one's there to pick you up. It's like in a couple. Oh, I don't think we, oh, yeah, 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 we can. Amen. Or they give you a different perspective, different wisdom. Something that you were missing, but she had it or he had it. And I like the fact that it says, and I looked. See, you got to see church. It says, and I looked. You got to look. The easiest thing that people do is that they don't want to look. It's like. What's the one thing they tell you about finances? You got to look at your money, where your money is going. Don't say quiet on me. But what people don't do that. Where's my money going? Well, track it down. Where, where's the money going? Look. You got to look. See, you got to look. How, how come this? You got to look. And the Bible says that he looked and he arose. What does that mean? He was about to do something about it. So you, we got to look what's really going on and we have to rise up, church, and do something about it. Hear, hear me. Don't ignore it. You know how easy it is? We ignore so many things. The little foxes that destroy your vines. Don't ignore. Even the smallest details, don't ignore it. Because that one little detail could be is the one that is spoiling everything. In your life, in your marriage, 
your family, your finances, even in the church. That little fox, that's why he said, even if a fox gets on the wall, that thing's going down. He's a spoiler, man. Watch out with those foxes. Remember that saying they say, oh, she's a fox or he's a fox? Lying devil. <laughs> Be careful. They want to spoil. <laughs> hey, all these things are just, just coming to me, the Lord. I'm not making this up. But, but notice, I'm going to finish already. He says, and to the rest of the people, he tells them, do not be afraid of them. And I love this part right here, and I'm going to finish right here. Number one, church, don't be afraid. Don't, it, it is, hey, when you got to look at the budget, it is what it is. man. Don't be afraid. It's an example. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. doesn't matter what it is, small or big. Do not be afraid. Fear or to be afraid is not of God. That is of the enemy. That the enemy tells you that you can't, nothing, not, you can't change this or nothing can be done about it. But that's a lie. But when we look at things with the eyes of God, he says, I have a solution for you. I have an answer for you. This is what you got to do. So number one, don't be afraid. Number two, look what he says. Remember the Lord. Church, it's so simple, but don't forget about the Lord. Remember him. Remember? Remember when God took you out of that pit? From that broken home? Or, you know, from darkness. Don't just remember what God has done in the past. Amen. Don't ever forget about the Lord. Remember the good times. Amen. How God blessed you. How God came through. How God visited you. How God did the impossible. Remember the Lord. Number three. Remember the Lord, great church. God is great. Hear me, he's not just good, he is great. Remember that cereal, Frosted Flakes, a tiger? He is great, well, God is great. God is great, church. Don't let nobody tell you that God is not for real, that, you know, no, no, God is for real, God is great. Amen? With the big G, he is great. He's great. God is great. Not only is he great, it says great and awesome. God is an awesome God. We serve an awesome God. Amen? God is awesome. Amen? Today, this morning, he is awesome. Amen? He is awesome. Amen? Your day is going to begin how... You see him, church. Praise God. God is awesome. And lastly, he says, and fight for your brethren. Church, don't stay calm.
keep fighting. Just like with the marriage couples. Keep fighting for your marriage. Keep fighting for your children. Keep fighting for your home. Keep fighting for your ministry, your calling. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Keep fighting. In other words, do something. Keep fighting. We'll put it simple. Keep on swinging. Amen. Keep on swinging. Keep on fighting. Don't give up. Amen. You might have a black belt. You might have a white belt. But keep on kicking. Keep on fighting. Don't give up. Amen. Keep on fighting the good fight of faith. He says, for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Keep on fighting. And I look at verse 17. And I stop right here. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens. Did you get that? See it spiritually. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens. They had burdens and they're building. Loaded themselves so that, look what he says. So that with one hand, they worked at construction. Now remember, and it says, and with the other hand, they had a weapon. A weapon. You have the weapon, prayer, the Bible, fasting. But notice that they're working. See, you hear people are awesome. Got too many things. They're carried with burdens. They're loaded. They loaded themselves. But even at that, while they're working on one hand, they have a weapon. Church, real simple. There is no excuse. Amen. There's no excuse. Regardless, you say, you know, this, this, and that. Carry your weapon. Carry your weapon with you. Amen. Carry your weapon. When you leave the church, carry your weapon. You might be loaded. You might be burdened. You might have a lot of things upon your life. But continue to carry your weapon. Amen. Carry your weapon. You go to work, carry your weapon. Every one of the builders had his sword girded at his side as he built. Wow, I mean, these guys were packing, man. They were packing. Amen. And you know what, what's, what are the best ones? Is when you see someone and you just see him, he could be dressed well, not dressed well. You don't even know, but that guy is loaded. He's packing. And you don't even know it. 
Those are the dangerous ones. I mean, you see, you don't even think nothing. Ah. And those are the ones that are loaded. They're, they got weapons. They're packing. I've had people in the past time. I'm a pastor, I'm packing. Praise the Lord. And I didn't even know. You, didn't even, you don't even know. It's the same thing, church. There's people that are spiritually packing. But they're loaded, man. Praise God. I'm going to stop right here. Give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Please stand, church. Thank you for joining us for today's message at New Generation Church. For more information, visit us at ecngchurch.com.